Hello, and welcome to Cavs on College, where high school seniors talk about all the ups and downs of applying to higher education. My name is Catherine Blanco, and I'm joined by my co-host, Gabriel Wagner. Today's episode, how do the seniors feel about the college application process so far? So the November 1st deadline was actually just the other day, and it was like pretty stressful for, for, for the both of us, right, Gabriel? Yeah, um, <laughs> I didn't think it was going to come as quickly as it did. So at first, you know, I was in September getting all my supplements done right on track. And by October, it was crunch time. So um, when the November 1st deadline came around, I, I actually was applying to, I believe, four schools. That would be uh, UF, UM, MIT, and Georgia Tech. And you're right, getting, getting all the supplements done in time was like extremely stressful because like no matter how much you prepare, you always feel like there's something that has to be done, you know? For me, I was applying to five schools. Um, uh, FSU was one of the schools that didn't have a supplement. Every other school did have a supplement of some form. And for me, when I felt that my supplement was ready and polished, I left it as is. That was my philosophy. I had confidence in my writing to submit it and not give it a second thought. I definitely cannot relate to that. (laughs) I would constantly have, uh, I I would have my Google doc open um, with at least seven people on it at all times. I, I like, no matter how confident I would feel in my writing, somebody would always find some small typo or some grammar mistake or some new way to write a sentence that I had never thought before. And it, it no, like as many mistakes as people find, they're just suggestions and you don't necessarily have to take them. But sometimes it's good to take recommendations from your peers because you never know how good your supplement can become just by taking these new ideas that you may have not thought of beforehand. Yeah, that's absolutely true. That's a general uh, piece of advice for anyone who's writing supplements. You always want to have a certain level of, uh, I I guess, receptiveness to other people's comments, but not too much that it distorts your own view and your own vision. Don't forget, these supplements are you telling colleges about why you want to go there and how you feel about certain things. If you have a bunch of other perspectives, you're starting to lose that personality. Exactly. And speaking of, you know, like choosing and like why you want to go to certain colleges, how, how did you choose the colleges that you want to go to, Gabe? Uh, when I was first making my college list way, way back in cars, um, I knew that I wanted to do something in engineering, specifically mechanical engineering is what I'm applying for as my general major. In the South, I, I also picked my location, right? I mean, you and I are both based out of Miami and God knows how expensive out-of-state tuition is. So you always want to look in-state first. UF is the best engineering school in Florida and one of the best public schools in the United States. So it was an obvious pick, first pick for me, actually. From there, I started branching out further and further. Georgia Tech is a fantastic school and is my probably my dream school. And for the others on my application, it simply was going through the rankings, taking a look at what programs they had. And then from there, doing a deep dive, for example, on the University of Michigan. Did not know that it was an amazing public university. I just thought it was Michigan and nothing else. I looked into it. They are the number one public research university in the United States. They give so much money to undergraduates to do their research projects, which is what I want to do as an engineer. That's actually really cool. Um, I did not take that same approach. (laughs) Honestly, for me, um, it was more like just taking shots in the dark, like, oh, this one looks nice. And basically, whenever I would come across a school, 
um, I would just add it to my list because like you never know where you might end up. So there's no point in being super picky right at the beginning, you know? A lot of people uh, don't apply to Ivy's for that same reason because they're like, oh, I won't get in. But like you, you, you truly do never know. So um, honestly, I just picked anywhere to apply. If I get in, I get in, hooray. And then that's when I can start getting picky. And if I don't get in, even easier, then I don't have to pick. That's a smart way of thinking about it. Um, that's a very confident way of thinking about it too. I remember originally one of the colleges that you wanted to apply to that you didn't end up applying to was Flagler College. That's that's a fun oh little story, God. right? That's a great example of that. Yeah, um, a great example of that would be, uh, yeah, Flagler College, like you said. Honestly, I chose that one just for fun to see if <laughs> I get in. But then when it came down to it, I had everything written and I, I was too lazy to pay the $50 application fee. So I decided oh, not. We haven't talked about application fees. Oh my gosh. If you guys are not familiar with higher education, um, even applying, applying to these colleges costs so much money without fee waivers. To yeah. send your SAT scores to a college, it costs money. To send your ACT scores to a college, it costs money. To send your common app application or coalition, depending on what you want to do, or if they have a separate application altogether, it costs money. In order to get through my five early action colleges for this November 1st deadline, I probably paid at least $200 in just fees alone. So uh, I didn't actually have to pay that much, um, specifically because not to flex or anything, but a lot of colleges sent me fee waivers directly. If you're like a good student and you know they really see that you are um, interested in their college, they will like send you fee waivers so that you can attend or at least apply. And even if you don't have the possibility of receiving these fee waivers um, directly from the colleges, it could be that um, you know if you're on free or reduced lunch, you have the ability to have uh, fee waivers directly from the school. You can go to Miss Driver and get them directly, which is actually really helpful when it comes down to it. Not only that, but sometimes you can actually call the school themselves and if you explain your particular situation, if you can't pay some fees, they will give you fee waivers directly. And that was really helpful when it came down to it, because if not, I would be paying over $500 in all these fees, when really all I've had to pay is like maybe 100 Money is, is a huge like part of college like that a, a lot of people don't really mention. Even if you do happen to get into these like large Ivy League schools, like if you can't afford it, that's like you just can't go there. Like some people just don't even have the possibility because they can't afford it. But that's where the FAFSA and the CSS come in, because if you, you know, if if you fill out that form, you can either get free money from the government through grants or um, through scholarships that you may have not even thought of along with the CSS, which is just the private school equivalent, you, there's a chance that you can get a lot of money from these schools and actually attend your dream school. That's absolutely true. It's a balance between knowing how far to push it, right? I mean, if you want to go to a university with your uh, estimated financial aid, which by the way, you can find on every university that you apply to on their website in a calculator. And let's just say your estimated financial contribution is $60,000 a year that's out of most people's budget. However, it was something like the CSS and the FAFSA, you can lower that down, especially with scholarships as well. 
you can lower that down to something much more reasonable that you can actually afford and go to these amazing Ivy League schools, even if your family income, especially, especially if your family income is uh, $60,000 per year or lower, because that's usually the cutoff threshold to getting really good financial aid, basically full ride scholarships. Yeah, and, and speaking of scholarships, like, we have the great opportunity of, you know, with the IB diploma, getting bright futures right, right off the bat. And not only that, if you're, if your family set you up for prepaid, you can basically go anywhere in Florida completely for free, depending on what plan they chose. Even more so than that, you can go any public school in Florida and get paid to go to school. The really? way that Florida prepaid works, when you get prepaid, it's it's like the the cost for four years of college at that time. So, for example, I got Florida pre- prepaid um, with my birth in 2003, and there it cost $10,000 flat. Nowadays, it's gone up to, I think, about like fourteen to 15000 And with Florida Brights, Florida Brights pays for my four years all for me. You get mailed a check. Um basically spreading that $10,000 deposit over those four years. So if you're in college every month or every two months, you'll get a check with, you know, 300, 400, $500 that you can just spend on whatever you want because your family already paid that in advance. It's a great option, especially if you have bright futures, whether or not you're an IB, bright futures extends to every student who's willing to put in those community service hours, get those scores, maintain that GPA. Honestly, half the stuff that you said there, I did not even know about. Yeah, that is really interesting. If you guys have any questions regarding where it is you want to go to college, how do you want to apply the financial process? We're basically nerds when it comes to talking about college. We'll talk about college in our free time. It's kind of sad, but you can always talk to people like Miss Driver, your counselor in school, and they are more than happy. They actually want you to go to college. It makes our school look good. Um, so they are more than happy to help you out in getting that uh, those resources that you need. Yeah, if you guys honestly have any questions, like feel free, feel free to ask us. Honestly, we can talk about this all day and we are more than happy to help. Yeah, it will end up becoming crunch time. Don't forget, applying to college is not easy. There's a reason why everyone has this big stigma about it, but it's not impossible. And I think that's what Catherine and I want to get across today, that applying to college is heaps of work. Trust me, we're in the thick of it. But we both survived the November 1st deadline. We met all the goals that we wanted to. We applied to all the schools that we wanted to apply to. And now we're going to do it again for the January 1st deadline. And with that, thanks for listening to Cavs on a College. If you have any college questions or comments, be sure to leave them down below. I'm Gabriel Wagner. And I'm Catherine Blanco. And, and always, always remember, remember, stay scholarly and, and go Cavs. Cavs.